Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Jan. Welcome to the second season of Lamplighters Podcast. Lamplighters is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. No matter who you are or where you are, no matter the time or experience you've had following Jesus, or if you haven't had any at all, we are grateful to be on the journey with you and look forward to becoming more of who God created us to be. It is good to be back with you, Lynn, after the holidays, even though the dreaded COVID made us pivot again. As you know, we were planning on recording live, but instead we will just send warm welcome back through this podcast. It is good to be back. Mm -hmm. Um, This is also about reconnection. Uh, We like after we take our break, before we start back into the lessons to have a day just to catch up with folks that we may or may not have seen since we um, took our break before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And we are going to share this time about how we witnessed the Holy Spirit and the activities in our lives that we can attribute to the Holy Spirit. Um, You encouraged us in our last podcast, Jan, to get up every morning and put on our Holy Spirit lens and watch for those Holy Spirit (laughs) moments. And to make a list. So did you do that? Of course I did. You know, I love (laughs) lists. And you know, we don't ask our women to do something that we're not willing to do ourselves. So I made a list of some Holy Spirit moments. And what I discovered was there were more than I had time to list, Mm, actually. Nice. True confession, though, most of those moments were seen in my peripheral vision and noticed after the fact. Yeah, hindsight. Yeah, recognized in the rearview mirror. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Why don't you go first? Okay, well, my confession is that I always have the best intentions when it comes to making lists, (laughs) but my follow-through can often be lacking. Yeah. And in this case, that's what happened. I convince myself that I don't need to write things down because I'm going to remember them, especially when it's something significant. And I was like, this is a Holy Spirit moment. I'll remember this. And then what happens in reality is that some time goes by and I either completely forget, you know, I'm like, oh, I remember something happened, but what was it? Or I partially remember. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember the details. That's why I make a list. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the truth is I did not make a list. That's okay. Um, But I did, before coming into this podcast, I did set aside some time to really sit and focus on when I experienced the Holy Spirit in these past weeks. Mm. And as you know, Jan, I have been living through some pretty difficult situations for a good while now. Uh, Some of them are related to stage of life, um, but even though they're expected, that doesn't necessarily make them easy. Mm -hmm. And then others have been completely unexpected and really traumatic. And I can say that it's led to some struggles and some darkness Mm -hmm. um, that I've been feeling uh, during this time, however, I had some real clarity, and I know that that came from the Holy Spirit. Mm. So you've heard me say uh, more times than you probably would like <laughs> that <laughs> I have a problem with wanting to be in control. And, you know, my brain knows that it's just a ludicrous notion, but mm. it's one that I just keep going back to. I, for some reason, when things are hard, my first thought is, what can I do about this? It's just swirling through my brain all the time. That's your default mode. It's my default mode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the message that I got from the Holy Spirit is, <laughs> who are you counting on? Oh, ouch. 
Yeah, that made me think, <laughs> and it made me think a lot. Yeah. Um, because wanting to be in, a con- in control is a sign that I'm relying on myself and what I think needs to be done mm. rather than on God and what he knows is best. And I find that my hope is far too often tied to a specific outcome that I've come up with rather than a specific person and that person being God. I've been focusing on some pretty dramatic outcomes that I want rather than focusing on trusting that God is in control. I think we do that a lot. We want the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. We, we want the gift, not the giver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's the little things, the things that secular society calls coincidence, but I call Holy Spirit moments sure. that draw me back into thinking right. Mm-hmm. And a great example um, came to me when I was waiting in line at the post office for about 45 minutes to mail a package. And my post office is awesome. You never have a line. They're the friendliest people. (laughs) And I walked in. There were only a couple of people in front of me. So I assumed that's what was going to happen. But her computer went down, first of all. And then when she got it back up, the man in front of me had like 10 packages that he was mailing. And he wanted a separate receipt for each one of them. Of course he did. At Christmas time. Yes. So I was feeling a little frustrated and a little impatient. And then when it was finally my turn, I got up there. And the woman who waited on me ended our transaction with, God bless you. Hmm. Now, she was the one who should have been at the end of her rope because she was having to deal with all these problems and these people. And yet she was the one who pointed me back to who matters the most. In my mind, that is a definite Holy Spirit sighting. That is most definitely a Holy Spirit sighting. Um, And I know that you have been struggling through this Christmas season. So I'm grateful that you even noticed the Holy Spirit's encouragement. So often we can miss those things. And in the post office, no less. I know. I think he shows up in such unusual places. That's true. Um, I had an assortment of sightings in various circumstances, some of them funny and some of them not so funny. I'll share about the harder ones a little bit later. But I want to start with an unexpected one. Okay. It's it's about as unexpected as the post office. Okay. Uh, This one actually happened before Thanksgiving, but it's just too good not to share. And it has been with me since before then. So anyway... I went to get a manicure, right? Mm -hmm. That's a normal activity. True confession, though. While I get regular pedicures, Mm -hmm. it had been years Mm -hmm. since I had had a real manicure. Mm -hmm. So I went to my little local Vietnamese place and had this little precious little lady who took really good care of me. And she did a lovely and very thorough job. But I will tell you that right from the beginning, she was chiding me on the state of my nails. (laughs) They were broken and they were chipped and they were, you know, mismatched and they were, you know, she was going on and on. And then she got to my cuticles. Oh, dear. I had waited too long. There was too much to clean up. I should have come sooner. I should come more often. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking that that's a real spiritual application. So, So why do I put off confession for so long? That things build up between me and God when just coming to Him frequently makes keeping clean Mm. so much easier. You know, I put it off until it's a real problem. Mm -hmm. Well, when I left, this sweet lady's parting shot to me was, I will always take care of you no matter how bad your nails are. (laughs) And when I walked out, I thought, well, duh, 
Who knew the Holy Spirit looked like this wizened, wrinkled Vietnamese Buddhist grandmother? Yes. Right? It was very unexpected, but it was clearly a message from the Holy Spirit. Well, and what I love about that is that you were, you made that connection and you have to be in close relationship with the spirit to see that as a connection to him. (laughs) So what else do you have? Well, I I think the Holy Spirit just enjoys teasing me, frankly, with these unusual people and places. Um, There was another one too. As you know, and some of my friends know, I was involved in the sale of some property this last year Mm -hmm. and it should have been simple. But it got increasingly more complicated as the deal went along, as those things sometimes do, Mm -hmm. right? And finally, I I just was ready to pull the plug and, you know, walk away from the deal and be done with it. That was not a popular sentiment uh, with my brother and my niece and my four nephews because there were other people involved, right? Now, remember, I had been praying throughout this process, you know, for God's wisdom. I mean, this land had been in our family for 180 years. I didn't know if it was his will, we should sell it or not. I wanted it to be for his glory. Um, I asked him to open doors and close doors as needed. Uh, But this had been going on a while. And frankly, I was kind of tired of thinking about this all the time, frankly. Mm -hmm. Now, we had an excellent attorney, a counsel. Um, He knew exactly when to push exactly when to give me space. He provided all the legal information we needed to keep going forward. He was very responsive and sensitive. Uh, He even (laughs) talked me off the ledge one time when I was about to lose it. Mm -hmm. And he led in guide us and he was always there and always so responsive in his answers to my questions, much to my appreciation, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure much to the annoyance of his wife. (laughs) He was so present with us. In fact, I sent her a huge flower arrangement afterwards, appreciating, uh, expressing my appreciation. Anyway, he very gently but firmly kept us on track, and he brought that whole thing to a successful conclusion. And so I was thinking about that. I thought, you know what? What better description of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives than what that man did for us? Mm-hmm. But I just never expected an attorney mm-hmm. to act as the Holy Spirit in my life. Well, you know, we know the Holy Spirit can use any person and any circumstance that he wants to bring us back to him. Oh, yes. Amen to that. And I, I told you, God's sense of humor makes me smile as he's exposing my prejudices as well. Okay, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Like you, Lynn, my holidays were not all fun and games, okay? That's true for many of us Mm -hmm. in this season of joy and expectation when all we want is just to feel happy and be with our family and friends. We face pain and disappointment. We face difficult circumstances, heartache, empty chairs, Mm -hmm. as I know you've experienced in your family. Mm -hmm. So in two of these more difficult experiences, I encountered the Holy Spirit in some more familiar ways, you know, not the Vietnamese grandmother and not the attorney, right? And the first requires me to be transparent with you, and this is embarrassing for me to admit, (laughs) but at one point during the holidays, I was really struggling to pray. Mm. I don't think that's embarrassing. I think that's actually comforting because we all— Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I had someone who referred to me as a straight straight line to God, and I looked at her and I thought, oh, she just doesn't have a clue. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't do it. 
Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I didn't have the courage or the energy or something to do it. And that that is a terrible thing to admit when God has been so gracious to me. Mm-hmm. He has given me everything, including his son. So one morning I, in my quiet time, which actually mostly consisted of me sitting in my chair reading Covenant's Advent devotional and then just letting my mind wander, yeah. right? I was prompted to flip open my Bible and it, f- it literally fell open to Psalm 131. Okay. And the Holy Spirit smacked me with God's word, which is a usual way that the Holy Spirit talks to me. Mm. So Psalm 131, verse one was, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes aren't haughty. I don't concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. Now, look, I'm not sure that this verse is accurate because I am always <laughs> wanting to know things that apparently God doesn't want me to know, mm-hmm. right? right? But verse one was the conduit to verse two. Mm. And verse two provided the flash of insight. It says, I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. And that phrase, like a weaned child, spoke to my heart. Hmm. You know, when yours were little, uh, little kids just are content to be with their mother. Mm-hmm. You know, they like to play happily at their feet or mm-hmm. under their feet in, in some cases. Not having to talk, they're just being. Yeah. They're just being with their mom. Yeah. And it's as if the Spirit were saying to me, Jan, praying is not the same thing as prayer. Mm-hmm. One involves words, the other involves life. Mm. Just being with our Lord, practicing the presence of God is what honors Him and fulfills you. So like a weaned child, be content to be by His side. No words are needed. Mm. And I can't tell you what freedom that gave me to quit the words, quit trying to pray, and more focused on the relationship and living a life of prayer. Mm -hmm. It was hugely freeing. Uh, But you know the Holy Spirit. (laughs) He had one parting shot about verse 1, and it involved a book of stamps, which, believe it or not, depicted otters playing in the snow. Now, otters are my favorite. That's another story for another time. But I was laughing about these stamps. And thinking, well, isn't that just like the Holy Spirit to reveal his playful side with mm-hmm. me? And then it was like I heard him say, uh, don't take yourself so seriously, Jan. You need to be playful. Oh, <laughs> okay. That, what a beautiful invitation yeah, to be playful. Really, I don't think of it much. Yeah. You know? Well, you know that this speaks to me after my confession of always feeling like I need to be doing something. Mm. You know, what a gift to just stop doing and just be with our Savior. Um, I had a Holy Spirit reminder that came to me one day during my quiet time. Um, I was feeling very inadequate mm-hmm. that day, really struggling with my inability to help someone who I love deeply. And so I sat down and in three different, completely different devotionals, <laughs> as well as an email, I was reminded that my strength comes from God. And... You know, what we learned at the very beginning of this year is that the primary job of the Holy Spirit 
is to point us to Christ. And in that moment, when I was trying to find strength on my own, Mm. he pointed me to Jesus, who is my strength, and he's the only one I need Mm -hmm. to get through tough times. And isn't it gracious of the Lord to to send his spirit in ways that we recognize and understand? Yeah. And and to send the message repeatedly in case yes. we missed it the first yes, time. I need it repeatedly I, all the time. I love that. I, you know, whether it's devotionals or scriptures or emails or podcasts or post office workers or mail ladies mm-hmm. or, you know, attorneys, it's all in God's perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Okay. One last Holy Spirit story. And again, it was revealed in a more usual fashion. Uh, Christmas Day in our family was very difficult for a variety of reasons that I won't go into. Mm -hmm. But in fact, I thought it was the worst Christmas of my entire life. I know. I mean, I'm old enough to have had bad Christmases before, (laughs) but this one was the pits. And can you tell I was having a pity party? And frankly, I didn't invite anybody else to the pity party because I just wanted to wallow in it myself. Okay. So I was in the kitchen doing dishes when everyone else was someplace else having laugh, laughing and having fun and all that. And I was grumbling. And, and then it dawned on me, it's like, I wonder what God is doing. You know, he's always up to something. I wonder what he's doing here. And, and I didn't really expect God to answer that mm-hmm. question. But just then, the Christmas music that we'd been listening to all day began to play Joy, in, joy to the World. Oh. Now, You probably know the words to that familiar carol, or most of them. Mm -hmm. But what struck me was that the first line of every verse was suddenly illumined and spoke to my grumbling heart and soul. Mm -hmm. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Mm. No more let sins and sorrows grow or pity parties either. Yeah. He rules the world with truth and grace. In four lines, the Holy Spirit gave me the gospel message mm-hmm. and turned me. Now, did the Holy Spirit writing those celestial verses take away my hurts and my disappointments? No. Right. Did it become the best Christmas ever? No. Did the Holy Spirit reorient me? toward who and was the most important? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. The Spirit redeemed Christmas for me by focusing me on Jesus Christ, and I am so grateful for that. Yeah, I am grateful um, for these stories to share. It's Um, real life. It's real life, and it's, you know, we don't always see the Holy Spirit in our own lives, but we hear other people's stories, and that goes, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did something like that for me too. Yeah. So that's why we encourage this this sharing time. So I will end this with keep your eyes and ears open for the Spirit. Until next time. <laughs>